The smart thing would have been for Sly to make a permanent shield for the fire out of the sheet metal. But Sly wasn't smart. York didn't see the problem, and Danny didn't care. One day, Clover would fix it. Sly would find something else to scream about. York would never know the difference, and Denny still wouldn't care. Their system worked, and it had worked thus far for York and the ever-changing landscape of his companions for a dozen years or more. Yorktown was known in the rail-riding community as a safe place, where you kept your weapons to yourself and your foul language inside your mouth, where there was a pretty girl sometimes who would talk about girl things in a girl voice and bring back memories of different times and different places and women that had been of those times and places long past. But you kept your hands to yourself. You shared your food and others shared theirs with you. You didn't steal. You knew right from wrong, and you behaved yourself. Not like most of the hobo camps around the country, where any one of the denizens would slit your throat for the price of a jug, or these days, a fix, where rats would chew holes in your clothes while you slept, where keeping your hands to yourself wasn't an issue. You were more likely to be beaten and raped as you slept. Yorktown was safe from the prying eyes of those walking the street above, with its barrier of tall tangle of blackberry canes. A slim path wound down through those towering brambles, down the hill from the street to their little city, walled with stacks and stacks of newspapers pilfered from the mission donation box by the gas station. These newspapers, over the years with the rain and the sun, became solid walls, tough as brick, and as the bottom layers composted away, the walls sank and eventually had to be fortified on top with fresh bundles. Yorktown was a maze of walls about three feet high. Each citizen had his own bedroom, a not-so-private latrine had been dug off to the west, a jug of water dripped into the dirt not far from the fire pit and the coffee pot, and a guest area was available for the occasional visitor. A half-dozen old cracked white buckets littered the yard and were available as seats for visiting dignitaries. Yorktown was safe all right, and men dropped in on a regular basis, but they didn't stay. It was too much like home or church. These folks were on the road because they wanted their freedoms, and most of them would never understand that their kind of freedom was also its own kind of prison. York, Sly, and Denny were the only true free ones, or so York liked to think. They had government, they had laws, they had punishments and disciplines. York looked upon Sly and Denny as his children, and he tried to do right by them. He was their father, their mentor, their governor, their teacher, judge, landlord, all in one. Just like a dad. And they were young enough to be his boys, too. York had lost count of the seasons, but he reckoned he was nearing his seventies, if not already among them. His sight had begun to dim twenty years previous. Too many years in the California sun had burned his eyes right through. Sly was the first to join York on anything resembling a permanent basis. A man disappointed in life, who one day set down his wallet and his car keys and walked away. His anger had changed from volatile to showmanship over the years. He still acted angry because it was the only way he knew how to act. But York didn't think Sly was really all that angry anymore. He had nothing to be angry about. Sly was middle-aged and healthy, tall and thin, with dark, dark eyes, and a swarthy complexion that took kindly to the hot sun. His hair, once dark, had silvered, 
and his once handsome face had hardened until his nose seemed beaked and his lips too thin. Sly adored his conspiracy theories and wasn't above spending his evening making up new ones, though he was still able to go out and work a day job now and then when they needed something serious. Sometimes he just did it to prove to himself that he still could. He'd go up into town and sign on for a labor crew for a day and come home with a fistful of cash and, like as not, a fresh smell, having found himself a bath and a haircut. Nothing makes a man feel like a man more than bringing home the bacon. And when Sly got to crying, which he sometimes did, York would gently suggest that he go do a little work for some boss somewhere and rekindle his appreciation for his freedom. It always worked. Denny showed up half a dozen summers ago. Denny was a young rat yet. Seemed like so many of the real riders were youngins. Maybe that was because...